0: It's time to ignite your life, empowering from the inside out. Stop comparing yourself to others. Imagine creating your lifeliness the way you choose. This is Now Women Ignite. You're about to meet some amazing entrepreneurs who will share their journey and the ups and downs that led them to where they are today. Listen with an open mind and heart. Now, here is your host, Karen Wright. Now
1: Women Ignite podcast is a monthly show that is brought to you from Ogden, Utah. The mission of the show is to bring together women from all walks of life. No judging, no comparing, only finding the unique, authentic diamonds in each individual. Today, we have a wonderful guest. Sarah, how are you doing today?
2: Doing well. Thank you so much, Karen, for having me.
1: Yes. Our show title today is called Tracing Your Journey. And as we begin, um, I think sometimes... In life, we have passions, and sometimes those passions lead into community outreach programs or community needs. And today, we are going to find that out from you today, correct? Mm Yeah. Good. I'm so excited. (laughs) Listeners, as we begin, I always invite us just to take a time, and I just want to ground us. I just want to unfold our legs and cross our arms Closing our eyes, getting seated in our seat, nice and comfy. And just for a moment, take a deep breath in through your nose. And out through your mouth. Another breath in through your nose. And out through your mouth. And now bring your hands up around your shoulders like you're giving yourself a big hug. And listeners, repeat this affirmation, I am worthy of my love, three times. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. Take another deep breath in and breathe out. And now, tapping with your finger on your chest, repeat the word accept, 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 accept. Another deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Listeners, as we start this podcast today. I hope you took the moment just to be with us, to be in the present, to be in the now, to be with us as we share the stories, as we share experiences and growth with Sarah today. And always remember that this is your choice to be here, to listen, to grow and expand. And with gratitude in my heart, leaning in with my heart, thank you to be, for being here and supporting this program, supporting what women are and the power that we are. As we move forward, Sarah, I always do an affirmation and my listeners know this. It's like, get out your sticky notes, do whatever, because this is my time. Affirmations has been a part of my life um, for a while in learning to grow and reprogram my my train of thoughts, my, my um, as I'm listening to myself and what I'm thinking and what, how I'm speaking to myself. And so affirmations became very powerful to me. So today's affirmation, you guys, I have my new deck of cards, the now cards that I love. It says, um, be the change you want to see in the world. Be the change you want to see in the world. That is the affirmation today. And Sarah, I would love you to share <laughs> that. What what thoughts came to you? Be the change you want to see in the world.
2: Man, am I going to start out all teary? I'm like, woo, that was good. <laughs> Good one. That's one of my favorite quotes. I love that one because that's how I've lived my life. I wanted to just start out right away. Wow. Okay. The next like that. Um, that's yeah, I feel like that's been my mantra. Things that have frustrated me or been negative things that have happened in my life. I've made it a point to be the change that I wanted in the world. So <laughs> and I love it. And it goes it goes really hand in hand
1: with our title, Trace, um, Tracing Your Journey. You know, we all have a journey and we all have paths, Mm -hmm. but being able to change today and continue to move on through our journey and evolving, growing constantly, I think it's a part of life and how we learn and grow. Um, Mm -hmm. Listeners, listeners, write that down. Be the change you want to see in the world. Um, You know, you, you think of all the powerhouses in the past, and I always go to the energy like Mother Teresa and Christ and Buddha and those simple, they're quiet human beings, but they made a change first within themselves and then moved forward silently, quietly and led by example. Um, I have this up on my wall, all my affirmations in front of me. And the one that says I have Mother, is, this one's by Mother Teresa. It says, do small things with great love. Do small things with great love. And um, in your... In your work area of work right now, I believe that is something that you have leaned in with very much
2: mm-hmm. with
1: your livelihood. Um, let's take a moment, Sarah. I want you to introduce yourself to my listeners. I have your bio in front of me and I could read it, but it does not do justice. And oh, listeners <laughs> always, we always lean in with our heart, our egos behind, because this is about connecting with each other. Yeah. through Zoom, through the airwaves, and this is our time together. So tell us a little bit about Sarah.
2: Okay, okay. awesome. Um, yeah, so my name is Sarah Meir, and I am currently the development director here at YCC Family Crisis Center. I've been here a little over two years, and I absolutely love it here. Um, <clears throat> before that, I was at the Goal Foundation, um, which was my first um, job here in Ogden, which really helped me fall in love with Ogden and all the people um in this community um so I'll forever be grateful for my time at Goal and I am a mama of three kiddos that are amazing um 14 12 and 8 um so fun you're busy it's it's a fun time of life like it's chaotic a little bit yes um but Oh, but I love it. Like, this is a really fun chapter. Um, and married um, to the best man on the planet. I uh, might be a little biased. Um, and Sorry, women, they're taking We only had one man. <laughs> I, one. I got him. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. And so we've been in Ogden almost six years, about five and a half, almost six years. And uh, I feel like we've always been here. Like, we feel like we're Ogdenites where, you know, when you're in the right place, like where you're supposed to be. And we we're definitely supposed to be here. So um, I guess that's a little bit about me here. In- that. Where did you um, where did you move from? Um, so we moved here from Michigan. Okay. Um, we grew up in Michigan. Um. Then we lived in actually we lived in Nebraska and Iowa. We moved back to Michigan. We were on the east side of the state. We grew up on the west side. But we when we moved back, we we're on the east side. And that was not. Our jam, Like we knew we were in the wrong place. Like we were in the wrong place. It was busy. It was hectic. There wasn't a community. There wasn't like a central hub, like how Ogden has like our downtown and we gather and we build community and we support each other. There wasn't that. Um, So we made a list of what we wanted our lives to look like because we knew that wasn't it. Um, We didn't know what, where, you know, it was, but we made a list of all the things and this opportunity literally came up the next day. Um and I was like, Utah, I'm like, what even is Utah? Like I knew nothing. I knew this much because I wasn't a skier. Like I I knew nothing about Utah except for I'm like, I think the Olympics were there once. And so yes. like, um, that's it. That's literally all I knew. Um, so obviously we did a little a Google recon on what is Utah and came out for a little tour, and we're like, the people are so nice, the mountains are beautiful. I think this might work. We were still little. We just still didn't know, you know, what it would be yeah. like. And, um, we quickly learned, like, it was less than six months that we were like, we're sold out on Ogden. So- I love that. Ogden is a unique
1: melting pot. I believe it's a melting pot coming from all aspects of life, lots of life, and it's even getting more so as um, the secret gets out, right? I moved here yeah. in 2000, and Ogden was just this quiet little place and kind of run down and things and slowly and just steadily it continues to increase in value and growth and people moving in and finding the secret mountains and our gems
2: I know and I'm like I don't want to get like I feel bad because I'm like oh stop telling people but I'm like oh like we're, we're transplants too so I can't can't be too greedy with it
1: I know I know all good things must come to an end right no I'm just teasing I'm just teasing
2: listeners you know that all those coming in. You
1: know. <laughs> oh, I know I read something on Facebook the other day, and I I skip at Snow Basin, and someone had posted like twenty different license plates from <laughs> all over, and they're like, "Who are these people?" And I laugh. <laughs> <what's I mean? laughs> it's oh. so true. It's so true. But it is. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful area that we live, in. and um, I love the fact that you. You know, you manifested when you're in Michigan, you weren't happy. It's like, okay, we need something else. Open the doors. What do we have? And that's the power of the universe. And I'm all about the energy world with with manifesting and saying, Okay, help us. Help us.
2: Like we're yeah. open to this new adventure. What is it? Um never in a million years would I have thought it was Utah because I didn't know what that meant. I'm like, that's really far. We can't drive home. Like, what is- no, we can't no. Do that. you know. And
1: no, there is no drive. You are stuck here, Sarah. Oh, no, you <laughs> are!
2: It's like per- like two horrific days in the car, or three really miserable days to drive back. So
1: yeah, that's a drive.
2: in a flight. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. So tell tell the listeners a little bit about your um, schooling and what got you into
1: your love of where you're at in your life right now.
2: Yeah. Um. So it's kind of funny. So. Um, when I was little, you know, everybody asked you, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And I wanted to be a teacher. Like I played school all summer. I took home workbooks from my teachers. Like I was the teacher's pet, the helper, the first one to raise my hand, <laughs> um, like my stuffed animals and dolls and siblings. Like we played school all summer um, because I wanted to be a teacher. And so when I graduated from high school, I moved out, went to school, four years, going to be a teacher, got to student teaching. I don't know if I want to be a teacher oh, yeah. after four years of going to school. And life was a little hectic for me personally at the time. And in Michigan, too, right then, they were laying off teachers. So there's a lot of teachers um, here in Utah, Arizona, a lot of other states. Like We had like this mass exodus of teachers because there was a hiring freeze and they were laying off new teachers. And so I saw my friends losing their jobs that had graduated before me. And I was like, do I really want to do this? I, maybe I just need to take a break. Like I had been go, go, go my whole life until that mm-hmm. point. And I just kind of had like a, like kind of like a rock bottom moment where I'm like, I just need to kind of like essentially kind of let it all fall apart. Um, like I had been in so control and so focused for so long that it's kind of a little breakdown. And so um, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go work. Um, Instead of, I usually worked like three jobs, coached, cheered on a team, went to school. Like I had a lot on my plate and I was like, what if I took school off the plate? What if I just kind of figure out what I want to do, if it's really teaching or if it's something else? Mm -hmm. So I allowed myself that time to feel like a failure, I guess, like I didn't finish school on my timeline. Um, And So then I just started working and started doing other things and, um, and kept coaching. I loved coaching. I was, I coached, what kind of coach was it? um, I coached competitive cheer. Okay. And I coached that for now in my lifetime, like 12 years. Um, But at that time it was really my passion. Like I loved the kids. I was coaching. I loved the life coaching more so even than the the actual coaching and the goal setting and watching them grow and achieve Mm -hmm. their goals and believe in themselves. And Um, so I really loved that. So I was happy just doing that for a while, Um, got married, had some kiddos. We moved a bunch for my husband's um, career because his company, essentially, if you want to move up, you got to move every couple of years. And so we did. And so then um, I started back to school um, again, once we kind of got settled in Iowa and I was working for Pella Windows and Doors, which never in a million years did I think I would go into manufacturing, but there was, we lived in this small town and there was like two places to work. And my husband's like, you should go work at Pella. I'm like, am I going to build windows? Like, I don't know how to build, like, what am I going to do there? Um, and what's amazing is that he was going through his um, executive MBA right then. And he was like, Hey, we just did this cool quiz um, online called Strengths Finders, And we learned our top five strengths. And I really think you should do it. He's like, Cause I was feeling just so antsy, like, Mm -hmm. ah, like I wasn't happy, just, you know, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Like I had our kiddos and we were in this house and we're in this new town and I was just really trying to find my purpose. Um, cause I didn't have coaching anymore. Like when we had moved, I wasn't coaching anymore. I was feeling really lost. Um, so luckily he suggested that and I did it and I was like, oh my gosh, I never knew, like, I knew the strengths that it revealed. Like I knew that those were parts of me, but I didn't see them as strengths. And didn't see them as things I could leverage for a job. Like, I just knew that those were parts of me. But I didn't, I don't know. I just never saw them through that lens. Um, And so So will
1: you share with the listeners what your strengths were? Because I think it's really important, listeners, to understand that. You know, we all have our times in life, no matter the season. Like,
2: mm -hmm.
1: what you just described, Sarah, like, you're like, oh, my gosh. What am I supposed to do with my life? I mean, my kids are grown right now. And I'm in this season of life, like, okay, what do I do now? Because I've been a mom, I've been the role model, I've been doing all the scheduling. And now all of a sudden I'm like, I got all this time on my hands. <laughs> yeah, now, I you know yeah. what I mean? And it's all seasons in life. So I would love it if you would, um, if you don't mind just deep diving just to,
2: for a moment about that. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So I love finders because it totally changed my perspective on myself. Because um, like you said, like it was a new season of life. I had nothing else to define me, right? Like I'd always been in cheer. Like I'd cheered since I was 10. I'd always coached. And then I worked for a cheer camp company. And so removing that and removing my jobs and removing school, I was like, okay, what am I, you know, without those things? And so it was like a hard time, but I'm grateful for it now, like looking back, like I was, I was pretty miserable there for a little bit. So um, when I took this quiz, um, and I've taken it a few other times. And so other ones have popped up here and there. But essentially, like positivity is usually one of my number ones, Mm -hmm. um, which is funny. Um, I could go into that (laughs) a little bit more. But it's funny, because at the time you took it, you weren't being very positive. I always have been because lots of things in my childhood, I will just say they're a very colorful childhood. And so there was a lot of negative things and a lot of things out of my control. And I remember like in junior high, I was in a really dark place. Um, Junior high is hard, no matter what, even if you have like a stable family, and even if everything is going great, it's still hard because it's junior high and your hormones are a mess and your friends are a mess and everything's on this roller coaster. And I was in a really, really dark place and didn't think I wanted to be A part of life anymore, essentially. But because of that, I remember making this very conscious choice that I didn't want to feel like that anymore. And so I made the choice. Oh my gosh. I didn't know I was going to cry so much Karen on your show, but um, here we are. I'm a feeler. It's okay. It's okay. I am too. It is. So, um, so I made the, I remember making this conscious choice that I didn't want to feel that way because it was miserable and I didn't want to be miserable. And so I swear, I'm like, I was 12, 13, I was 13 years old, seventh grade. I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm changing this. Um, my new, new favorite color is yellow. I love smiley faces. I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to choose to see things through rose colored lenses. Like I'm going to choose to see the good in everything instead of just getting so buried and bogged down by all the horrible things happening around me or to me or near me. Um, I don't, and then it's funny. I'm like, what? I don't know where that came from, but it did. Um, and so from then on, I always, I don't know. I just always have chosen to see like if something horrible happens, I'm like, Oh, that's really, this sucks, but okay. Now what are we going to do? Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and just seeing a way forward. And so positivity is always in my top five of my strengths finders, no matter what, sometimes it's number one, sometimes it kind of drops down, but it's always there. And I never saw that as a strength for like a job or for a career. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so crucial because bad things are going to happen. You're going to miss your goal. You're going to get fired or, you know, you're going to get a new boss or a new team member. And it might not be an ideal situation, but if you can look at it and say, okay, what am I going to learn from this? How, how am I going to adapt? Right. So Mm -hmm. that positivity um, is a pretty cool strength that I've learned. to love.
1: Yeah, that's Um, cool. What were a couple of your other ones?
2: So a few other ones are all around like relationship building I love people. And so um, I love to build things. So like, that's the coach in me. Essentially my strengths finder says you're a cheer coach. Like you like to set goals. I like to individualize the plan um, for mm-hmm. like my team members. So individualization is one of my strengths. So I see when I meet people, I quickly learned their individual strengths and I'm like, ooh, you should apply for this job or ooh, you'd be really great here. I need to connect you to this person because you'd be really great over there. Um, So connectedness is in there too. Um, Restorative. So I love to, like if something's struggling or kind of a mess, I love to like clean it up and help it grow, um, which also speaks to the coaching part of me. Um, Empathy is always in my top 10. Um, I have this ability to really see both sides of probably almost everything, almost to a fault sometimes where I can really like truly step into their shoes and be like, oh my gosh, if I was there, what would I have done? How do they feel? How can I help them? Yeah. yeah, So essentially relationship building is the big one. It's usually there. And then like executor, like how are we going to get things done? How are we going to build? How are we going to grow? What needs to be done? And let's do it. So. so then you went from
1: doing this, moving from Michigan, settling into Ogden, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I know I'm positive, I know I'm strength builders, I know I can bring people together. So what led you in the like the non-found the fundraisers, non um.
2: How come I can't speak right now? Nonprofit world. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I know. So it's funny, yeah, when we moved here, um, I got to keep my job with Pella, um, but do it remotely. And but what that meant was that it was it was turned into pretty much the worst job I ever had. I got yelled you know, at all day. I was in customer service for people that I couldn't help. Like if their windows were delayed, I couldn't change that. If the installer couldn't come for three months, I couldn't change that. And so it was just this horrible lose lose. Like I couldn't help. I couldn't like to be positive, but like I couldn't help fix solution solved, like no solutions I had none ah, that's um, frustrating was like, oh, it was the worst I'm like that I don't is know. frustrating oh, I don't know <laughs> what strength um that takes to do but it's not in mine so um oh, and my no. got into I'd always wanted to get into the nonprofit world but it wasn't a very strong culture where I live like I just didn't really know about the nonprofit land Uh you know when we were there but coming to Ogden oh my gosh there's like a hundred you know like there's so many for every kind of thing um and so because we chose to show up um, to a pub runners event like we were new in town we were tired we had registered for this event but we were like, no, we need to make friends. We're both working from home. We know we need community. We know we need these things because we've lived other places and didn't have it. We we gotta show up even though we're tired and we're gonna be awkward. And so, luckily, that's when I met um, the Goal Gals. I call home. I met um, Clarice and Abby there, and I was like, what's cool? What do you do? And I was like, that's so cool. I'm like, if you ever have an opening, I'll figure it out. Whatever the job is, I'll just figure it out because I just want to get into Mm -hmm. that world and get plugged into this community and like the next week they're like, Hey, we actually have this opening. You should apply. (laughs) You're like, okay. Yes. The stars started aligning. Right. And so, yeah. So I started working at goal, got plugged in, um, did all the marketing communications. It was a steep learning curve because I had never done any of that full time. Um, Mm I had done lots of relationship building, like expos and sales, like in that kind of realm, but like the digital marketing world, I, like I had just enough to know. And I was like, I was pretty honest. I'm like, I'm going to learn anything. I promise you, I'll figure it out. Um, I'm pretty scrappy. I know how to Google. I know how to ask questions. So, um, So yeah, so I got into that. And then what I learned about through being in that is that I really loved the connections piece and being behind a computer doing digital marketing and graphics and all that stuff Well, it was really fun and spoke to my creative side mm-hmm. I think I just really wanted to be with the people and move back into leadership and um, YCC was an organization I really respected and so when the opportunity to work mostly one-on-one with people step back into leadership and work for a mission that really spoke to my heart I was like okay I love you gold team so much but I gotta go do this and I it's it's wonderful
1: so, for the listeners that don't know, we have just a couple minutes before we go into break. Yeah. Explain what goal is, what their foundation yeah. is, and then YCC. Perfect. So yeah, three
2: minutes. Three minutes. Go. I get I, I know both missions by heart. So GOAL, the GOAL Foundation um, stands for Get Out and Live. So G-O-A-L, Get Out and Live. Um, and they were born out of um, trying to keep the uh, spirit alive from the Olympics, which is cool because that was like the one thing I knew about Utah that the Olympics right. in here. here. Um, and so they have, um, they produce the Ogden Marathon and they produce Essentially, like they are a volunteer army to support high-end athletic events that come to Utah. So they are used um, by like Visit Ogden and different branches to like recruit big events to come that help our economic impact and reduce our taxes, which is really nice. Um, And they have summer camps. And I just I loved all the runners and they're just such an integral part of the community um, for that volunteer support And then um, YCC Family Crisis Center, we are a domestic violence shelter. Um, So we have a crisis shelter here on our site. Um, We have sexual assault resources, and we also have um, childcare, award-winning childcare, Busta Bogdan, two years in a row. I love that. Um, And it's open to the public. So we provide childcare for those in shelter, but um, community members can use our services as well. I think that's amazing. I was on their
1: um, board for a while. Did you know that? I did. Yeah, I think you rolled off just kind of as I started. Ah, just for a moment. No, yeah. I was on it probably like for five years. Oh and then God. the last, I want to say just, well, when COVID hit and everything went to Zoom and it just kind of like, yeah, you did. know, and then everything's coming back around again. So it's amazing. And we're getting ready to go to break. But when we come back, I'm on it. we're going to deep dive into um, YCC. And some of the events that are coming up here, we've got one in just a couple of days. So, super excited about that. So excited about that. So, As we go in, listeners, stay tuned as we come back, speaking more with Sarah about her life journey, about where she's at. I mean, shoot, she's volunteering and she's on these nonprofit. And I know there's organizations that are always looking for people to step in, to help volunteer, to be a part of the resource and to help raise money and do all that good substance building that these foundations need. So when we come back, we're going to deep dive a little bit more into ICC and some fun events that are happening here. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this message.
3: The book now or never shine baby shine is authored by number one international best-selling author, Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul, page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market.
0: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Now Women Ignite. To be a guest on the podcast or connect with a host, send an email to Karen at ShineNowOrNever.com. Let's get back to today's podcast. Here again is Karen Wright.
1: Listeners, welcome back to Now Woman Ignite. We've had the best, what, 25 minutes with Sarah as she um, shared with us her life, some of the darker moments in her life and how she was able to overcome and decisions were made with the help of the universe and with (laughs) the help of doing strength tests and some wonderful, wonderful things. And remember affirmation today, be the change you want to see in the world and I think that is so powerful and our, Sarah is like the prime example for this as she is with me. And I met Sarah, I want to say, it was probably what two years ago Yeah, at one of the YCC boards and, and things that we were doing. And Sarah, when she, she walks in the room, she's just this light. She's just this amazing person. And I've watched her through different affiliations that we're with Um and watch her shine and grow pretty quickly here in the community. And it is amazing the, the womanhood that we have. We just had the Athena luncheon, what, in January. Mm-hmm. And as we listened to the, the lady who got the award, now I just went blank with her. Sarah, was her. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I left exhausted mm-hmm. after she spoke because of all the accomplishments, everything she's done in her her 12 hour day. And then I'm like, oh, I still have the same 12 hour days and I'm not doing that. <laughs> hey, no it's comparisons, right? I know. And that was my next point right there. <laughs> it's not about comparing, it's about doing the best you can at the moment that you're in.
2: Absolutely.
1: And I hope people, listeners, as you remember that we're, we're going to have good days and we're going to have days where we're accomplishing everything on our schedule. And then we have days where, you know what, it might be one or two things. And that's okay because you, as long as you've done your best for that day, Don mm-hmm. McGill wrote the four agreements. And I remember in the four agreements, that book that he talks about doing your best mm-hmm. each day, whatever that best looks like is mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I take that into consideration every day going, okay, these are the things I'm going to accomplish and this is what I want to do. But the most important thing is each day trying to become better for who I am as an individual and to make my change or my shifts or my awareness to my soul so I can be an example of light and be able to go forward wherever I'm at, whether I'm at the store or in a meeting, be able to just be there for others' people. And sometimes it's not saying a lot. It's just your presence
2: yeah. and the
1: energy and the frequency around you. And Sarah, you are that way. And I love that about you.
2: you. Yeah. That's
1: really sweet. <laughs> Thank you so much. I only speak the truth. <laughs> Thank you. I speak what I see and I speak what I feel. And I'm a feeler in Bath and that's what I feel. So okay. let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about the YCC program. Um, it's interesting because when I, when I joined the YCC, I going to say it was back in 2013 when I got on the board. And I love the board members, so don't get me wrong. Don't, because they do. They're powerful. But I remember sitting there one day in a meeting. I'm like going, I need more. I need more. So I became someone who brought the women in. I was an intern. You no, know, what they call it? Intake. I was an intake. So I was upstairs with the women and the kids coming in for like six months. And that is what really moved me towards the YCC. And understanding that it's not, it's about a women's shelter, right, for domestic violence. But it's not also physical. It's emotional and verbal abuse, mm-hmm. things like that where all of a sudden my world opened up realizing some things that I had lived through in my life was the verbal emotional abuse and how one can put up with it for a long time and how you just get sucked into it. And it's little by little by little. And that was a a huge wake up call for me during that time. And so I grew to love YCC very quickly. And the women and the children and the the members there, the people that work there and help the employees, they're, they're amazing, and they give out their time. And so share with me maybe some, of, maybe some experiences that might be a little touching, a little close to you, if, you know, it's all about being vulnerable and what you feel comfortable doing, but how maybe it has affected your life in a way. And then let's talk um, about some of the, well, I want to talk about the gala coming up in a couple of days, because. I don't know if we still have tickets or not, but let's see. (laughs)
2: Um, Yeah. So for me, um, it's harder because I am, I feel like I get like one of the lighter jobs, I guess you could say is that I'm not client facing. So I don't work with our clients and I don't always get to feel that. And I've, I've, as you were talking about doing intake, I've been thinking about, I'm like, man, I really should probably try to do some shifts and do, um, cause I know we have some on-call shifts and people that help with that. I'm like, I think that would be a really great experience for me. Um, because I'm, I'm a little more removed, right? Like I am out in the community making sure that everyone knows that YCC exists, um, and helping them to understand, like you said, um, we, when we think of um, domestic violence or especially the one I think of domestic violence before I was here, I think what we think of is like hitting in the bruises and like, and I feel like we've done a really good job of like, that's not okay. And that's domestic mm-hmm. violence and that's domestic abuse. And then you should leave, you know, like all the things around like the hitting and the violence and the shoving and all of those things. But what I've really learned here more so is that it's that, that mental abuse it's the financial abuse it's all of that because that help like you said it happens Mm -hmm. so slightly right like it happens on this little journey where you're putting up with like little bits of things and all of a sudden you're in deep right like especially like if you have a family you have children involved or all of a sudden you don't work and you don't have access to the bank accounts anymore and you don't have anything that's your own anymore because it happened on this like gradual scale because I've known really, really powerful, strong women that I would have never in a million years thought would get sucked into something like that because they are so independent and so strong. Mm-hmm. But they do, like we all do. They like that's, that's the thing about um, domestic violence is that there is no demographic, you know, like most um, social services, we can have a clear like here is our average client, like here is our client, here is who we serve. It's everyone, it's every ethnicity, it's every gender, it's every socioeconomic level, every profession, it's and it's everyone. It's literally everyone. Um which um, leads me to our event. So on Friday, we are having our Heart of Ogden Gala, which we haven't had in a couple of years because of COVID. Oh, yeah, we started. Yay! <laughs> yay! And if you notice the cute little tennis shoes on that invitation is we are doing, um, it's a little bit different than a typical gala where you like come in and you do the silent auction and you sit down and there's a presentation. So before we even get started, there's an activity and we're encouraging everyone to wear their semi-formal attire. So wear your favorite um, party dress or your cute suit and wear tennis shoes. Um, I have red sparkly ones. I'm pretty stoked about them. But um, because the activity we're going to do is called In Her Shoes. Um, and it's called In Her Shoes because the manufacturer, that's the name of it. Um, And then we're going to do on our tables. So as we were talking about, like it happens to everyone on our tables, we have um, different pairs of shoes because abuse happens in any walk of life. Uh Um, And so, but the activity is called in her shoes because it's trademarked and we can't change it. Um, But when you come in, those that want to participate are going to get a card with um, a survivor's name on it. And a little backstory about that person and a choice at the bottom so this has happened to you this is what's going on do you go to the clergy do you go to your family or do you forgive and forget right so like there's this whole journey uh-huh. um where you get to be in her their shoes um and so you get to learn about like oh well that that's not that big of a deal I'll just go back home oh well you know like and you learn like because for me, I know when I was younger, I'd be like, oh my gosh, why wouldn't they just leave? Like when you would hear stories on yeah. the news, like when I was young, like in my early, early twenties or teenage, like, oh, I would never, I'm too strong for that. Or I would never let anyone do that to me. Yeah. Oh man. When you go through this journey, you understand how quickly and slowly and subtly that can really happen to anyone. Um. So we're really excited to have people feel that and kind of have that empathic view of it and that experience to draw on to show like this is a this is an everyone problem. Like this is a cultural problem. Like how do we change this? Um, So we'll kind of take them on a journey. So they'll come in the activity. We have a survivor speaking about um, her research and her journey. And then we have um, Nubia Pena who uh, works with the governor and um, Dr. Susan Madsen who's done lots of research on domestic violence and women's studies and women's issues and so much data um, to kind of bring us some hope and some light and how do we change this and what can we do? Um, so we'll be on this whole journey tonight. I and love that. We do I love have that. a few it We are sold out, um, but we had um, one of our generous sponsors has donated their table back. They're not able to come. Um, okay. So- you select tickets if anyone wants to reach out to me that so how can people reach out because i know you're also doing a silent
1: auction right and people if you can't come to the event you can still do the silent auction
2: which is good, right yeah you can bid on your items just come well you'll be the winner you'll get to pay on your app and then you can just pick them up here after the event at ycc um and also in that app is um our paddle raises for services so if you you know, if none of the silent auction items, um, speak to you, um, there's a way to just support us monetarily and help us. Um, we have a $25,000 match. Um, one of our generous donors nice. who love, love, um, has agreed to match, um, up to $25,000. So help us hit that goal. Cause I want every penny <laughs> twenty-five thousand dollars that to yeah. be matched.
1: So, so, um, how can people
2: find you? Um, we, yeah, so we have a website, obviously, yccogden.org. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Um, our youth education outreach team has a TikTok because they're working with kiddos and that's where they live. Um, so we're teaching them about healthy relationships and red flags. And this is what healthy relationship looks like. And this is what one doesn't, so that they're quick to see those subtle changes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we, oh, that's how we end this. That's one of the ways we end this is being able to recognize that. And especially like, maybe sometimes the abuser doesn't really realize it until, you know, in the beginning stages. I don't know, like everyone needs more awareness about this is okay behavior and this is, uh, is not. Right. Uh,
1: well, love is generational too. How someone brought up, they think that's normal. normal. They think it's normal. And yeah. and so you continue on and you raise your kids, your family that way, because it's normal. That's what you learned. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, but I think in society, there's a lot of awareness. And I love the fact that you're going to the youth um, and helping them break the cycle of like awareness. Like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. And being able to be like, okay, now how do we change? And giving them tools yeah. and choices, you know. Be the How change you want boundary. to see in the world, right? Be the change you want <laughs> to see in the world. Be the change, yes. Yeah. And well. that's the thing. It's like they can. And society, I mean, the youth right now, there's it's hard out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on just in normal day life. So with the families and things like that, there's a lot that's happening. But with your the power of YCC and the impact of the mentors that are there, um, I think are very important for people. And that's something I wanted to ask you, Sarah. Yeah um mentors have you had any specific mentors in your life that stand out and how important are they because listeners no matter the age whether you're young old whatever having someone that you look up to or someone that you respect and think you know what it's not comparison right mm-hmm. we're not comparing here but how can i better myself yeah. or what are those traits that i could improve on mm-hmm.
2: I have had, so I've not had like um, formal mentors, like where I'm like, Mm -hmm. you're my mentor, I'm your mentee, like a formal thing. Um, I've had so many incredible women in my life that I can call on for different things at different stages of life and for different parts of life. Um, Like my, like I had cheer coaches when I was young, like I was in competitive cheer starting from when I was 10 and that was my savior. Um, because they taught me different things, you know, mm-hmm. like they taught me about like teamwork and they taught me about like excuses and, and which I got really mad about. I'm like, it's not an excuse. It's a reason. And they're like, no, but you have to overcome that because it doesn't matter when we're working together as a team to achieve this goal, you have to overcome those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned a lot that way. Um, even all the way to like, now, like, I, I gush about her all the time and I promise you, I'm not going to use it to my advantage, but, um, our executive director here is an incredible leader. Like she leads by example. Um, oh my gosh, it's just been really wonderful to learn from her and she's happy to bring me on the journey and like, she'll bring me along to calls that I don't necessarily need to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, she's obviously more than capable of being there, but she knows that, um, for my growth that it would be important for me to be at that table or just see that or experience it or that way when it's, you know, someday my turn to be at that table um, as the leader that I've had that experience. So I've been really grateful for her um, just being that example, you know, just mm-hmm. showing like, this is okay to be this way as a leader. Cause I think sometimes we get in our heads, like, oh, I have to be like that person. She's like, ba blah, blah. But If that's not who you are, it's so good to see different kinds of leaders and their styles and that all are okay. And we can lean into those unique traits um, to be the best leader that we can be so that it gives somebody else permission to be the type of leader that they are too. And that's where it's
1: about being authentic and raw and being who you are Mm -hmm. and knowing your strengths and knowing what, what you know, you're positive, you're outgoing, you're a light, you can bring people together, you can go like, oh my gosh, you need to go meet this person, you're a connector, and your strengths are that in leadership roles and things like that. And I think being a leader is one of those things that um, we have the capability of doing if we choose to. And a lot of us rather sit back in a room and let someone be the head chief and the rest of us Mm -hmm. Indians, where Mm -hmm. others are like, see, they have the passion and it grows. And the more you can like, You know, when I get people excited about what I'm doing and things like weather, because I always had these wild ideas and people like that, but it's like, I just get so excited and -hmm. it's like bringing people and jumping them on your train with you and going, you see this, you see the vision, do you understand where, what we can do? Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important, especially in leadership skills. There's something else I want you to talk about. Um the month of February, like I was driving around, I saw these big old hearts all over that said, love Ogden, yeah. <laughs> YCC. I love yeah. And I love that because that was that was something that we started when I was on the board the first mm-hmm. couple of years. And so um, tell the people about these hearts that so they're driving around Ogden
2: and they see a big old heart. Because we want them to be aware of what yeah, it is. Do. Oh, my gosh. So I love the Heart of Ogden. Um, it was the very first thing I did um, when I got to YCC. And it was a really quick turnaround. So I was like, oh, my gosh, here we go. It was quick. Um, <laughs> it was quick um, and it was crazy. But I... Oh, it it I happened. It, it did. It so, happened. Um, yeah. And so in lieu of our gala, because we couldn't have our gala, which is our biggest fundraiser, um, I kind of came in in the middle of the brainstorming getting it ready to go. Um, And I was like, oh, this needs to be a fundraiser too, guys. So we added the QR codes and all of those fun things and hashtags and all that. Um, But essentially, they're giant conversation hearts that are placed around our community to start the conversation about domestic violence and sexual assault um but they're also to spread joy because how happy like they're a lot of work for me it's my work it's stressful it's a lot to like find 30 homes for these 30 hearts and how are we getting them there and how are we picking them up and who's sponsoring them and how are we paying for all this stuff um And, but it still brings joy to my heart. So if it's a stressor a little bit for me and they still bring joy to me, I can't even imagine like people just driving around and seeing these giant hearts that say love and peace and hope. And um, so, I mean, it was the first year we did it was um, right there at the very beginning of 2021. So we'd come through 2020 and we were just like, these are going to spread some joy, right? Mm -hmm. We can't have our gala. We can't gather 300 plus people in one room, but we can spread joy um, to our community and get the conversation started in a different way. Um, and so I love them. And then last year we shifted a little bit, even more, um, to really try to highlight our small businesses, um, that also struggled through, um, the COVID pandemic and being shut down and less people coming out and, um, and just the stress of the day to day. And so we've been trying to really be strategic about highlighting different small businesses um, to make it a win-win. So if people come in and they're like, oh my gosh, what's what's with the heart? Um, they can learn about YCC. They mm-hmm. can learn about this business because we have a bingo card that you're encouraged to go visit all the hearts. Which um, is fun. <laughs> which is so fun. And, and then if you show that you've donated to YCC, then most of the businesses have, like, a little coupon to, like, um, for you to come and shop in their store or have a specialty item or a drink or something like that um, just to make it a win-win, right? Because I, I love our community and I want it to be a win-win where people are learning about us and what we do um, so they can pass it on to their friends and family. But then also, like, highlighting some really awesome businesses in our community because they're wonderful, too.
1: So there's, there's a lot of um, s- small businesses that stuck through it, made it through COVID and continue to thrive. And I think it's because of the unity that Ogden is building.
2: Yeah. I and had someone, someone described Ogden as, well, they said, well, we're this, we're not Ogden we're not all kumbaya. And I'm like, yeah, we are like, cause you moved to Ogden are in, you're in, if you're a new business, you're in the circle. If you're a new person, you just moved here. You're in the circle until you've, Unless you earn your way out of the circle, right? Like you're mm-hmm. automatically a part of this family in Ogden unless you choose not to choose not to be, right? You know, and so <laughs> very simple, right? Because there's other communities where you have to like earn your way in and prove your worth and prove all these things, and we might let you in. And Ogden is the opposite, and that's why I love it because yeah. you're in, you're automatically in unless you choose to not participate, mm-hmm. show up, and be a part of it.
1: So you're also on, speaking of that, being a part of something, you're also on the board with the women in business. Yeah. And I I love that. Yes. So Tell tell me, we've got just a couple minutes. Tell us a little bit about women in business, because I think this is, this is amazing group of women and they have grown in the last couple (laughs) of years and it's exciting to watch and see. And yeah. So share with the listeners a little bit about them.
2: I love it. So um this is my fifth year being a part of women in business. Um and I'm the chair this year of the board, which blows me away because I was like you were talking about the Athena luncheon. My first Athena luncheon was like five and a half years ago and I was like blown away with how many incredible women were there. Mm-hmm cheering on each other. Like I was like, this is Ogden. I'm in. This is, I can do this. Like this is going to be okay. But it was so overwhelming to where I'm like, I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. I'm not like that. Right. Like that comparison that you talked about. Mm -hmm. And so to think that I am now leading this board, like when I was asked to be on the board, it really shocked me because I had only been here like a, less than a year. So it was pretty fast. Um, but anyway, I, what I'm really excited about for Women in Business this year is that it's going to be more collaborative because mm-hmm. I I love that. Um, and so instead of just coming in and sitting down and listen to a speaker, we're going to have lots of roundtables where we're learning and sharing and growing from each other. Because if you come into one of those luncheons through the chamber, it's packed full of incredible women doing insane things in our community. They're business owners, they're entrepreneurs, they're executive directors, they're VPs of development. I mean, these are power packed mm-hmm. women doing incredible things and we're just letting them sit there, not learning from them. Um, so we're flipping it up and changing it up this year um, to really learn from each other um, and utilize the talents and strengths we have within our group. Um, and so it's gonna be pretty powerful. So I'm excited. So if you're not a part of women in business, you can come to a luncheon. Yeah, so when's fun. it there's a luncheon coming up? When is it? Uh, February twenty eighth. And that one's really fun. It yeah, that's is- gonna be the first one, right? Yeah.
1: So or the first round is- table.
2: Yeah. So it's sweet- yeah, you get to meet and chat with like a bunch of different people for like five minutes at a time, um, and make some great connections to kick off the year. So yeah, I love that. It is amazing. So we're
1: almost to ending, which I know this hour goes by. Fast. Oh my, so fast. I'm I know, like, God so word, fast. how am I going to fill an hour? And <laughs> <laughs> look at you did without any problem whatsoever. <laughs> so, Sarah, I always invite my list, my guests to share with the listeners one, some, an advice, a word of mm-hmm. advice, something that might be a mantra for you mm-hmm. to implant and plant a seed in other people. Yeah. Do you have one that you could share today? Oh, man. I know I put people on the spot all know.
2: the time. Okay. I'm so good at it. You're good. Um, um, I feel like be the change. Like, I know that that was the opening card, but man, have I lived by that in my life? Like, if you don't like something, get involved and change it. Like, that's why I joined. Like, I'm the chair for the school board that my kids go to because they were having issues. And I'm like, well, might as well make it better. Might as well get involved. Um, So if you don't like something, change it. You know, if you don't that. like something in yourself, change it. If you don't like where you live, change it. Um, you know, just embrace that, like know yourself, um, know what you need. And if you're not getting what you need, where you are, then then change it. Change it. I love
1: that. <laughs> listeners, Sarah, thank you so much. And listeners, remember that affirmation, what Sarah just said, be the change. Don't complain, have a solution. Yeah. So find that solution and be the change you want to see. In this world, and that was our affirmation, which just goes hand in hand with our the theme for today. And um, remember that the gift, the breath, is a gift of life, and you choose now to live. The world is not for sissies, as we all know, and we're here to experience our own story as we each walk our personal journey. Now is a time for the power of woman to set fire and to shine brightly as we stand together as one. Yet as yet as our own unique, brilliant selves. And I leave that with you guys, my listeners, and I hope you understand, and Sarah, that this life is for you. You are the change. And to shine brightly no matter where you're at is the most important thing you can do for yourself and for others around us. Have an amazing week, and thank you all for being here, sending you love and light. And Sarah, thank you for spending the time with us today. (laughs) Thank you for
0: sharing your time with us. Now, Women Ignite can be heard monthly on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We look forward to you joining us again.